Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Look at me, short. I'm the captain now. Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dano, with a fucking weird-ass cold. And with me, as always, we got Pato. Welcome, Pato. Yes, hello, Dano. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Interesting uh, weekend of Supercoach, Dano. You had uh, lots of really big scores, but also some teams yeah. just decimated. So, very interesting. Yeah. Who, who would have thought you could lose your league with over 2,600? Your league, your league games. It's fucked. <laughs> anyway... Um, we'll move on to our group winner. So our group winner this week was Avid Listener Duncan. His team is King of the Hill with a massive 2,733. Pato, who do you have? Yeah, massive. Had all the uh, the big scorers for the weekend, pretty much. So yeah, Dawson and Sicily and Nick Dacos in defense, which is interesting. Nice. But how can you argue with that three and five round average? But we might talk about him a little bit later, Dano. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, had Clary, interestingly, Lockie Neal as vice-captain, took that score, played it safe, but Clary, of course, did Clary things against Adelaide. Um, he has Rory Laird, Tuke Miller, Zach Merritt, Christian Petrarca. Um, yeah, all the, all the guys you'd expect to to get a score of 27-33 in a, in a round like this. But no, good job, Duncan. Yeah, hectic as shit. Anyway, we'll go on to injuries and suspension. So the first one, Pado is very depressed because it's Dustin Martin with a hammy. What was it, Pado? Uh, it was, he was originally subbed off just with uh, what they called awareness, um, which is obviously Dusty coming off saying he felt something in his hamstring. And they've, um, yeah, scanned it and, and a slight uh, hamstring tear, which kind of sucks because he was kind of going to be my first uh, first name on that forward run sheet for this week, Dana. He looked very good before he went off. So mm. you know, I think he's been primed for a big sort of last four to five weeks. So definitely one to keep an eye on for your Supercoach finals. Yep, Daniel Rich and Dane Zorko, both fucking done. Don't know how long they're out for with their hammies, but um, they're old, so you don't know what the fuck's going to happen there. But Kitty Coleman, we'll talk, might talk about him a bit later there, Pato. Yes, definitely going to talk about Coleman. But uh, yeah, I think Zorko just missed a week with a hamstring or a calf or something like that. But yeah. We're recording on a Monday, so we don't have as much injury news as we usually do. But I can't imagine these guys will miss any less than three or four weeks at least, Dano. And that's probably best case scenario for for guys in their age bracket. So it kind of sucks for Brisbane to lose both of their senior halfbacks. But yeah, it opens up a great opportunity for Kitty Coleman. Now here's a, a person that we normally say about a hamstring, but it's a quad this time. And that's Aaron Hall. Fucking hell. So we're all worried about him pinging a hammy and he ends up pinging a quad, Pato. Yeah, it happened really um, really early into that game as well. So I feel Three for people minutes. that did take the plunge. Yeah. But we probably spent a good, what, five minutes talking about how Aaron Hall was a great option, but he's way too risky and you'd have to be just Wilbur enough to, to take the take the plunge. And, and I, I feel for people that did bring him in because I didn't even get a monster score out of him, Dano, unless you brought him in the week before. But um, yeah... It, it sucks. It sucks. I mean, I started Aaron Hall knowing that the risk, and I got that um, that first injury affected score of thirty odd. I think he's in the second quarter against North, but I at least got some big scores from him before I traded him out. And I only used one trade on him. I didn't trade him in, then back out again. But that's the risk yeah. when you pick guys like Aaron Hall. At the end of the day, yep. Adam Trelaw is another one. Hammies. We've heard this fucking story before, Pato. It's like 
Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah, more hammies than uh, anyone else. Um, <laughs> I, I thought you I was really <laughs> thought I was going somewhere with that one, but I <laughs> ran into a brick wall, a bit like Adam Trelaw's hamstrings. But uh, yeah, happened really late in the game as well, which kind of sucks for him. But you know what? Fuck him. He didn't choose Richmond back in the day, and fuck Adam Trelaw. <laughs> yes. Um. But yeah, we don't know how serious just yet. But being Adam Schlaw and being a hamstring, he's both of his hamstrings are fucked. So yeah, probably another at least three to four weaker. Um, I actually think this really helps guys like Bonton Pally and McRae, whose CBAs have been a little bit down. I think it helps them get back into that midfield uh, rotation a little bit more. So when does Bailey Smith come? Yeah, back? Uh, I think it's still a couple of weeks because he had the AFL suspension, but then he got the the powder suspension. So I think yeah. there was four weeks on top. And there was a buy in there as well. So it was five weeks overall. So he's probably still at least two or three away. Yeah, okay. Oh, anyway, we'll move on to Darcy Moore, who did something to his knee, but it wasn't any structural damage, Pato. Yeah, uh, they. Yeah, he said that he's avoided an ACL tear, but will at least miss a few weeks as well. I think there's a partial meniscus tear or something like that. Oh, I yeah. don't know. There's a lot of things going on inside of those knees. And from all accounts, it was a nasty one. Uh, I was watching the game. I can't watch knee injuries. I've had knee issues myself, and I just can't watch them. But mm. Charlie Dean is a 102K defender, and uh, he would have been the first guy to come in for Darcy Moore. But he injured his ankle in the VFL against Richmond yesterday, Dano. So Shit times. Yeah, Collingwood are a bit decimated. They might have to go back to uh, Imagine, uh, which Ooh. I can only imagine. <laughs> Collingwood fans are going to love that. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Listed. Yeah. Um, now, I'm going to say it like the commentators say this guy's name because I always said it a different way. So, Connor Butterick uh, popped his ACL. So, he's fucking gone. Another son's defender bites the dust. Hey. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is up, up there, but people keep pinging their ACL. It's Metricon. I don't really ping an ACL, but anyway. It's going to be metric um, yeah, Buderick, Buderick. Yeah, maybe it's just a hard ground. Uh, who knows? But yeah, that, that back line is pretty decimated. Uh, Tano. Tano? Who the fuck's Tano? Dano, I said. Oh, okay, we'll listen to this back and you'll hear fucking Tano. Maybe I started reading the next name on the list. I reckon you did. <laughs> That's Toby, not Tano. Toby Nankivis. Um, What happened there? Because I didn't see him listed with a, a little, you know, fucking not Swedish plus. Like the flag, but the fucking anti-Swedish. No, not Swedish. Swiss. <laughs> the anti-Swiss. The injury. The injury symbol. I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah. So um, yeah, he didn't actually have an injury as such. No one saw anything. Um, but I noticed that he spent a little bit more time than usual on the bench yesterday, Dono. And they may just be nursing him through a, a somewhat easier matchup. Maybe they preferred um. Ivan Soldo in the ruck against Nick Nat because Nick Nat was kind of tailing up Toby or maybe he's dealing with something. So hopefully it's just a little bit of in-game management and he's perfectly fine. He's got a pretty important matchup against Jared Witts on the weekend and we're probably going to need Nankervis against him when I'm talking as a Richmond fan. So mm. um, hopefully nothing to see here for any Toby Nankervis uh, owners. I know he has been a little bit of a popular training because he's scoring well, um, but hopefully nothing to worry about, but just yeah, be mindful of the situation. Yeah. Elliot Yo, hammy, which fucking sucks because I reckon he was going to buy about round 18. Um, if you had some sneaky trades up your sleeve, could have got some defense status there, Pato, but yeah, not to be now. Yeah, it could have been a really uh, handy guy to bring in as your M9 um, when, as you said, next week would have picked up defense status because he's playing defense. Although maybe he hasn't played enough games, don't know, so he might not have happened. 
Maybe. Maybe, but um, he was looking really good in defence for West Coast. So, bit of a shame. He's pinged a hammy. He's had a lot of issues. So, yeah, obviously we're steering clear and he'll probably miss a few weeks. Yep. Now, you got one more bloke to add to this list, Pato, and he's a Richmond guy. Suspension. Yes, uh, announced not too long ago. Nick Floston has been suspended for a week for a really silly off-the-ball hit into the gut of his opponent on the weekend. And it was... Bit disappointing because it was in the last three and a half minutes of the game and it really wasn't any need for it. Um, so if you're a Nick Floston owner, uh, I feel sorry for you. Hopefully you've got a Jacob Ware to sit on your bench and at least cover the score, but he will be missing one week due to a really silly act. Yep. Now we're going back to our normal trade-in targets where we go defence, mids, rucks and forwards this week, people, because there's been no real major fucking Tom Stewart's and fucking... Jack Steels and shit like that. That when they got not in, yet. Like, Dino, the week is young. Oh fuck. <laughs> anyway, trading targets in defence. Our first one is our, our new hype man, which is Jordan Dawson. Now at six twenty six k, one hundred and thirteen average, nineteen percent ownership, which surprising, um, and eighty five break even. And he's the most informed defender in the competition right now, Pato. Yes, I brought him in at five hundred thirty two k, and I thought that was probably the perfect timing. Um, yeah, I mean, if you had no Salary cap, I think you'd prefer Dawson over Sicily, to be honest. Um, he's just playing out of his skin. He's doing whatever the fuck he wants. He's not cheap. Um, and it must be noted that most of the people we're mentioning on this uh, show tonight, Dano, is people that aren't in everyone's team. So we're not going to mention Sicily. Obviously, if you can get Sicily, get Sicily. Um, but we're talking about guys that aren't super high owned because they're your point of differences. They're the guys that will win you league matchups. They're the guys that will propel you up the rankings and at the end of the day it's round 17 that's what we're trying to do isn't it you say that but then you picked a guy that's in 45 percent of teams well we're going to go through why he's on the run sheet but yeah, okay, okay. Let, that one player at a time mate like one player at a yeah. time anyway, um, but if money is yeah if money isn't an issue jordan dawson he's just unbelievable at the moment dano um they threw him forward for a little bit dano now I don't think it's as serious as what fan footy was saying. I don't think he was permanently swapped. I, I was watching this game closely because my captain was playing and I have quite a few players in that Adelaide and Melbourne game. Um, I reckon he just floated forward um, and just popped up at the right time because I'm pretty certain he moved back into the defence after he kicked that goal. No different to Daniel Rioli kicking a couple of goals yesterday. No different to Lockie Whitfield, Jack Crisp, those sort of guys getting yeah. forward and kicking goals. It's modern footy now. Halfbacks push up all the way up into the half-forward line. So don't look too much into that. Jordan Dawson's pretty much doing whatever the fuck he wants, whenever yeah. he wants, and he's got full license to do that. And, yeah, if you, as I said, if there's no, if money isn't an issue, bring this fucker in. Yeah. Next one we got is Bailey Dale at 545k, 107 average, 5% ownership, still only that small, 71 break-even. He might get a little bit of attention this week from Sydney um, because is Caleb Daniel back, or how long is he out for, Pato? No, he's out for a couple, two or three weeks, I think, Dano. So, yeah, he might get some attention um, then. Yeah, he could well get some attention. Sydney do like to clamp it down. Um, they use Clark as sort of a defensive forward on these sort of players. Um, hopefully, Western Bulldogs being so talented, they don't opt for a Bailey Dale lockdown and they just hope for a run with Roll or a Bonton Pally or something like that. Um, but, yeah, we mentioned last week that Bailey Dale doesn't really have a ceiling, but that was before the Caleb Daniel news came out. And mm. the ceiling is there with no Caleb Daniel because he's pretty much the only guy to bring it back out of defence. That's, that's who they want the ball in their yeah. hands. So Yeah, he's nice nice POD. Nice POD. Um, 
now while my stomach is fucking grumbling because I just ate some Alfredo and I'm fucking lactose intolerant. Um, Nick Dacos, you've put on the run sheet at 482k, 88 average, 45% ownership and 43 break even. But why have you put him on? Because most, like, if you've had him, I think he was like 80% owned at one stage there or something like that, Pato. If you've traded him oh. out, you don't really want to fucking bring him back in, do you, Pato? But you've got a case for it. I reckon he was even higher owned than that, Dana. I don't know if we can even check that. Um, oh, we can check Canelio. that. So at his peak, highest. it was 82.4% was his peak. Damn. Um, so he's been traded out of a lot of teams. Um, I think there's enough evidence in the last month, Dano, that Nick Dacos can absolutely score as much as most people's D4, 5 or 6. I look at my wins. team, Dano. I see Jack Crisp, Jaden Short and Lockie Whitfield as my D4, 5 and 6. What Whitfield can match Dacos from a scoring perspective, but the way Crisp and Short have been playing, I think Dacos can can match it. He, and I've watched Collingwood's last two games, um, and I've watched more than that, obviously. But Nick Dacos is absolutely everywhere. Now, they had their bye. Actually, it happened before their bye. Pendles has kind of moved out of that back line, Dano, and Nick Dacos yeah. has the keys, which is crazy. This kid's 18 years old. Fuck, this guy is going to be good. Um Mm. Yeah, we're going to be saying Nick Dacos a lot over the next decade, Dano. Um, I could make an argument that he should be in everyone's starting team next year, but that's ignoring the rest of this year. Um, this kid had forty to, uh, 39 touches, I think it was, Dano, on the weekend. He's getting mm. kickouts. He's playing on from kickouts, so we, we love that from the Supercoach picks. Um, yeah, and he kicks it long, so automatic effective kick. Um, yeah, just doing whatever he pleases, so... The only the only issue is is he going to start getting some attention? Um, maybe that's your only kind of question mark. And I feel like that first person that does give him a bit of attention, he could pop out a forty. But if he doesn't get the attention, this guy could average a hundred for the rest of the year. And you could make a case for being a trade back in. Now he's pretty much the same price as Jaden Short, Dano. And um, I would pr- if I had a free trade, um, I would probably make that trade. I don't. Um, I'm sitting on four trades and I, I just have to keep them. I can't be making sideways trades like that. But I could make a case that Dacos will probably score more than Short for the rest of the year because I can't see Jaden Short moving back into defence, unfortunately. Yeah, okay. Anyway, our next one in defence is Lockie Whitfield at 477k, 86 average, 13% ownership, 77 break even. Basically running around doing whatever the fuck he wants under Mark McVeigh. And he got a 96 in a game that was fucking wet. And I th- how many clangers did he have too, Pato? <laughs> Yeah, eight clangers, Dano, still scored 96. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if you look at the box score, well, box, it's not really a box score. I'm a basketball fan, obviously. Um, <laughs> but if you look at the stats, so many people had many clangers because everyone was kicking off the ground. It was torrential rain at the end of the day. Um, yeah, looking at it now, there's only one player on the ground. that. So, Zach Sprawl didn't get on, Dano, the giant sub. Yep. Uh, but every single other person on the ground had a clanger except for James Blank, who is a key defender. Wait, who? James Blank is a Hawthorne defender. Oh, okay. I thought you were just he's like the... saying Blank because you couldn't fucking remember his last name. No, no, no. His name's actually James Blank. <laughs> but he's the only player that hit the ground that didn't have a clanger on the weekend, don't know, because it was just pissing down rain. So, yeah, normal conditions. That's a 115-120 game. He still had 30 touches. Um yeah, he's ticking all the boxes. His role's really good, and he's back to just being a slut on the field and doing whatever the fuck he wants. So, yeah, I think this is a much safer option than Dacos if you don't have Whitfield. Um, if you have the trades, I would potentially um, be okay with moving a short onto a 
Whitfield, but I think we'll talk about that a bit later, Dana, because we've got some questions yep. on Jaden Short. Yep, all good. Anyway, we'll go to the midfield, and the first one is Jack Steele at 543k. <laughs> Cheap. 110 average, 8% ownership, 8%. Thought it'd be more than yep. that. And a 92 yep. break even. So break even's low for Mr. Jack Steele. Oh, I'm actually tempted to try and fuck one of my guys off for this bloke. Jesus Christ. Didn't realize he was that cheap, Pato. Yeah, it's great value. Great value. Yeah. How many games um, has he played back now? Two? He's played two back now. And he's had 19 tackles in those two games as well. And that's your indicator for a shoulder. A lot of people wanted to just make sure he was tackling fine and not hampered by the shoulder. But when he's taking that many tackles, um, that's his bread and butter. I think he's had his two weeks now. I think he's going to explode from this point on. Yeah. It's going to suck not owning him, Dano. Um, unfortunately, I'm about 2K short of turning Crips into a Jack Steele with the money in my bank. Yeah. So it would take me two trades, and I just can't justify that. So I have to let him go. Um, but I'll tell you what, if any of my Uber primos go, uh, drop out for any reason, Dano, um, Jack Steele is option number one, two, and three. Won't really get tagged either. No, he's more he's more of a lockdown guy himself. He's not yeah. going to get tagged. You you wouldn't tag Steele. You'd, you'd, you'd tag... Um, Jack Sinclair before you would Jack Steele. Well, you Even would know they're completely. Fucking, if you had a brain and you were playing St Kilda and you tagged Jack Sinclair, you know you'd probably win. But fucking Vossy. Anyway, fucking ruined my tips, Vossy. Fuck you. Um, yeah, that was the best six week dynasty ever, Dano. Leave Carlton alone. <laughs> anyway, speaking of the six speaking week of dynasty, <laughs> Sam Walsh. At 591k, 115 average, 12% ownership. He's owned by more people than fucking Jack Steele is. Fuck. 89 well, break-even. Sam Walsh didn't miss six weeks. And he does have the Eagles this week too, Pato. Yes, I know. Ooh. Ooh. 200 game? Uh, it could happen. It could absolutely happen. Uh, um, actually, Eagles are starting to play good. They are. They are. They were... Um, they were they were gallant in defeat yesterday, um, Dano, I must admit. The West Coast Eagles are looking okay. Again, Nick Nat makes a pretty pretty big difference to them, funnily enough. Mm, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about Sam Walsh. So, what's going on with him? <laughs> uh, so, his CBAs have actually gone up, which is interesting. Um, he's sort of playing off a wing slash half forward and kind of getting a lot of touches that way, but not doing a heap with it, not getting the clearances and shit that comes with being a CBA midfielder. But... Adam Chera's form has really dropped off and he's moved out of the CBAs almost completely. Um, and obviously Sam Walsh is the preferred guy in there. So Chair is probably going to move back on, out onto a wing and they're going with Walsh. He's still under 600,000. So I still think the price is pretty good um, with a, with an average of 115 playing outside of the center bounce square. This is a guy that has a 120, 125 ceiling. He has a Rory Laird ceiling. That's how good Sam Walsh is. So, Definitely want to keep an eye on. Um, and Carlton are fighting for a spot in the finals as well. And I like to look at that when I'm looking at upgrades as well. I, I get nervous with having bottom 10 guys or bottom eight guys um, in my team because they're a lot more susceptible to missing games with niggling injuries. Speaking of bottom eight team guys, we've got next Darcy yes. Parrish. At 586k, 113 average, 10% ownership, 176 break even. So you probably want to wait this week, but we'll still discuss him because he's a pretty decent POD at 10% ownership. But yeah, he's in those bottom six to eight teams there, Pato. Yeah, don't love it myself just because of the aforementioned kind of policy I have with with trading options. But I don't think Parrish is a horrible op- 
option. I really like his game from a super coach perspective. Um, super high break even, so you could probably afford to wait one more week. Um, who do the Bombers have this week? Brisbane. So he may even get a little bit of attention from Barry and, and not be a great option this week, but one to keep an eye on. Yep. Anyway, Christian Petrarch is our next one. The track at 526k. 112 average, 34% ownership. So he's a, a, a lot higher owned than the other ones we've discussed. Uh, but his break even is 19 now. He fucking got a 189 on the weekend. Finally repaid us, the people that actually brought him in. And we've been getting these 90s and 80s and whatever the fuck he was tossing out. But he's finally cracked the 180 club. <laughs> but he needs to keep it up, Pato. That's the thing. That's the frustrating thing about owning him. Can Do you think he can keep it up? It's actually super interesting because his CBAs went down and he probably should have kicked five goals. Anyone that watched that game, he missed a couple of sitters and he also got ignored a couple of times pretty much on the goal square, which is super frustrating as well when you're trying to get your super coach guys to get the ball on the, in front of the telly. I'm sure everyone can uh, can attest to that. But yeah. no, nah, Petrarca was absolutely back to his best yesterday. He had 30 touches the week before, so I'm not sure why everyone was so keen to trade him out. Um, because we know what Petrarca can do, and we know that he can have lower games, but you keep him for games like this, don't I? Ben Keys is our next one. 530k, 112 average, 9% ownership, 70 break even. Now, I, I, I actually like Keys. We've spoken about him many, many weeks in a row. We consider him to be a, like a boring type pick, but he's consistent as fuck. And why wouldn't you want someone pumping out 100s to 115, 120, occasional 130, Pato? Yeah, I mean, I'd take that over what... Yeah, I'd take that over what Patrick Cripps is doing for me at the moment. He had a couple of goals in the weekend, which kind of inflated his score a little bit. Um, It's very similar to Jared Lyons last year, Dano, where you don't have those massive games, but you don't have the floor. And... I think that's the perfect M8 personally. Um, someone that you know you're going to get 100 to 120, oh, sort of 100 to 115 from. Yep. Um, I think that's what you want from that position. And um, yeah, I, th- I think Keys is, is a good little insurance policy, if you will, because um, Adelaide will play a lot of late games. And I mean, if, if Patrick Cripps had a, a Sunday Arvo game and you needed 95 to win your league matchup, um, you get nervous. Whereas if you got Ben Keys playing, you're probably not nervous. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's the business end of the season and sometimes you need that consistency. Yeah. Next item we got is Cam Guthrie, the guff, up the guff. 563k, 102 average, 2% ownership, 83 break even. He's got a five round average of 117. Hado, the fucking guff. Now, how many games does he have at GMHB ABCD FG Stadium? Coming up. Oh, he's got about eighteen of the next five rounds of there. So, <laughs> um, because you know, why wouldn't a top four team get all these games late in the season down in their their home ground with uh, two of them against fucking West Coast? Oh, Sorry, they've just played fuck. North. Uh, yeah, it's fucked. But anyway, um, yeah. yeah, the the Geelong Football League is at it again. Um, <laughs> but we. We mentioned Guthrie a few weeks ago, Dano, um, as a really, really nice option. He was starting to really warm up to the season after a bit of a slower start. Um, from round 10, he's gone 124, 126, 101, 115, 109, and 134. Um, and, I mean, for those that don't know, Geelong's run home. is They've got Melbourne this week, then they've got Carlton, but they've got Port Adelaide, Western Bulldogs, St Kilda, Gold Coast, and West Coast. And West Oof. Coast is in round 23. 
So it's a pretty juicy matchup. Um, is GM, yeah, GMS is Geelong, and they've got one, two, three, four out of their last seven games down in Geelong. Fuck. And one of them at the MCG against Carlton. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a great run home. Um, and yeah, Guff is, is a really nice POD. Um, he's always up amongst it. Um, Selwood will probably come back into the team, and Dangerfield is back. Um, we're about to talk about Dangerfield himself, but yeah. um, that's probably the only thing you get a little bit nervous about. But I think Tom Atkins is probably the one that moves out of the midfield group, not the Guff. The Guff's not going anywhere. Yeah. The next one we got is, as you said, Patrick Dangerfield at 425K. He gives a fuck about his average, 1.3% ownership, but he's back. He's back. What, he got a 96 um, on the weekend, Pato. How much percent of game time did he actually play, though? Yeah, he played 62% for that 96. And granted, it was against North down in Geelong, so take that what you will. But he got through the game, um, kicked the opening goal of the game. And, I mean, I was watching the other game, but is in 30 seconds. It was off the first bounce. So, um, yeah, damn. Yeah, I think you probably wait one week. He's got a break-even of 85, and he plays Melbourne this week. But if he looks really good and gets 100-odd, um, he'll only go up to about maybe 440, and I think he's a great trading option next week. It's a bit of a luxury trade. Um, but maybe yeah. maybe if Cripps dishes out another 90, you downgrade Cripps to a danger field and, and pocket the, the 60-odd K, and maybe you turn short into a, a better defender next week and use a couple of trades as, as luxuries. But um, we all know what Dangerfield can do. He's only had one 100 score for the whole year. Um, and that was against Essendon in round one where he got 155. Um, but he's kind of played injured a little bit and then they decided just to give him a month off um, or a bit more than a month. And yeah, they, they're going to get him right for finals and he'll build up and he'll play midfield and he'll kick goals because they've got a really soft run home. So he's I hate to say it because I fucking hate this vlog, but we're here talking about super coach, not people. So yeah. Is he an injury yeah. risk? Yeah, he is an injury risk, but it's not quite at the hall level. Um, it's it's either going to be a bring in and he'll average 110 or you bring him in and he'll average 80. Um, there's yeah. probably not much in between there, Dano. But sometimes you've got to take a swing like this to, to move up in the rankings because you're going to look like a, a an absolute genius if it comes off, um, especially if Cripps does come down with a more serious injury. He hasn't been training the last couple of weeks because, of course, it's Patrick Cripps. So maybe you bite the bullet and you, you, you make 100K from that and you just – Go all in on, on Geelong and Patrick Dangerfield and, and you back him in or you look like, like an a, idiot because he averages 80. Yeah, I like the Ben Keys vanilla pick myself. Yeah, but it's also the cash or the you Jack get from Steel 543. Jack Steel 543. Well, yeah, if, go. you've got the, if you've got the 23K to go from Crips to Steel, I love that move if you've got yeah. the trades. But it's more if you're looking to maybe downgrade Crips or even if you're looking to bring in an M9. Um, he's only 425K, so... If you've got a nice fattened up rookie on your bench and, and you can turn him and someone else into a, a rookie like Blank who's played two games and um and turn a, a Brady Hoff into a, a Dangerfield or something, that's that's a nice yep. move to have M9 cover. Yep. Anyway, we'll move on to Rucks. Who the fuck's left? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much anyone that's still running Dano is an option. Yeah. Sean Darcy, Riley um, O'Brien. Um, yeah, him. I even... I, I've watched Wits pretty close in the last few weeks because I brought him in three weeks ago. Yep. Um, he's had two scores in the 60s and he had a 140-odd last week, I think, I know, yep. against Port. 
could be wrong. Um, but he doesn't look like he's moving great, which makes me super nervous. And it makes Goldstein. me even more nervous because I think yeah. they'll get eliminated from finals in the next couple of weeks. Um, I like Gold Coast. I like what they're doing. They've missed. A, they've lost a couple of really close games in the last few weeks that will probably end up costing them finals. And if he's not 100%, they won't risk him. He's their captain. So he could be a risk, uh, a rest contender. Hopefully not as an owner. Um, I think Sean Darcy is a safer play here. Even Darcy sometimes moves around like he's yeah. injured, but I feel like that's just what Sean Darcy does. He's a bit of a, a baby giraffe like that. So I, if I was choosing between the two, I'd be going Darcy. Um, I have both of them very nervously because they're both kind of in that same bracket. Um, I mentioned Nankervis before, playing a little bit less game time. Hopefully that was just a little bit of management because he's obviously been a part of some late September runs in the last few years and played a lot of footy. Riley O'Brien looks really good and he's been performing really well, but again, plays for a bottom six team. So slim pickings, Dano. Um, Gorn, Gorn and Jackson are both a test for this week, so maybe they're options, but you wouldn't be bringing them, them in before seeing what their knees are like. Sorry, yeah. knee and ankle. It's slim pickings, Dano. All right, we'll move on to the forwards now. So our first forward, Pato, is Libba. At 575k, 107 average, 5% ownership, and 71 break-even. Is he the most informed forward in Supercoach at the moment? Yeah, I mean, with Tim English out, hopefully he returns this week. Um, but with him out, it's been Libba, really. Um, interestingly enough, don't know if you go into forwards and click on uh, average uh, to sort the, the forwards out. The top five are all Western Bulldogs, which of course they are. So, um, yeah, Libba's the one. He's got a three-round average of 121, a five-round average of 118, and he's in under 5% of teams, which is just pretty wow. absurd. So this is yeah. this is another one of those situations where the, go- the people that held their trades are really benefited because they can pick off a Libba at 575 um, where everyone else will be stuck with Will Brody or, you know, um, who else? Heaney at F6, who's just fallen in the in the dumps. So um, that's that's why you hold your trades um, for these sort of luxury upgrades and you can turn yeah. Heaney into a Libra. Imagine being able to do that, don't I? Yeah, it'd be fucking nice. Anyway, the next one we've got is Tim Taranto at 429K, 92 average, 10% ownership and an 81 break even. He just played fucking good in the wet, Pato. He played good. He moved well. Yeah, and that's the main thing, isn't it, Dono? Coming off a back injury, I think the fact that he moved well, that's potentially enough to to maybe take a, a bit of a blind leap of faith. Um, he's super cheap at 429K. He's, so that makes him cheaper than Heaney. That's a downgrade. And I, I yep. think that's an upgrade in scoring um, and a downgrade in price. So another one of those luxury sort of trades that you can do. Um, the role change didn't really matter too much, Dono, because there were stoppages galore in the wet. Um, Taranto is still at his 30 touches. Probably 10 of them were off the ground. Um, 10 tackles, which again, is just because of the wet, but he looks double, good. Double. His body looks good. Um, the only thing to be concerned about, Dono, I think Hopper played half a game in the VFL this weekend. So Correct. But does that, that change things at the Giants, Dono? I'm not sure, but I think Taranto will still be fine. I actually think it might be we might see the Hopper Taranto midfield duo back again and see Green play a bit more forward. I'm fine with that as a non-green owner as long as Josh Kelly stays in there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's, that's my thoughts. That's my thoughts. Oh yeah, Cogs, Cogs. He's not gonna fucking change. He's not gonna change. Um, anyway, the last one we got on a list who we, we uh, mentioned earlier is Kitty Coleman uh, at four thirty-seven k defensive forward swing. So fuck yeah. 
83 average, 3% ownership, 48 break-even. But he's got a three-round average of 101, Pato, and with fucking Rich and Zorko out, he might get way more kick-ins. Yeah, so he's looked really good even with those other guys in the team. He he, His second quarter, Dono, after Rich and Zorko went down, was unbelievable, and it probably brought them back into the game against the Dogs. Um, and obviously they went along, went on with it. So um, he's still very young. So whether he can keep it up over the course of the end of the season remains to be seen, obviously. And obviously keep an eye on the injury news. But if one or both of those guys miss a good chunk of the, the seven weeks left of the season, I think in common could be a really cheeky, again, downgrade from Isaac Heaney and um, score really well. He's got that halfback role. Um, he didn't have a bunch of kick-ins, but... He could be someone that does benefit from grabbing Daniel Rich's kick-ins and maybe even just get five or six cheap kicks from that. He had a bunch of marks, a bunch of uncontested possession because that's the way Brisbane play. And, um, yeah, it's, it's risky. Um, it's a really handy forward defensive swing. And um, there's a guy that I can see averaging 100 on the rest of the year, don't I? Yep, that's, that's a fair assessment. Very fair assessment. Anyway, we'll move on to listener questions. So... Our first one we've got from Pantelis, uh, who has won our round, uh, our highest round score two times. He said, I'm thinking Heaney for Goldstein. Thoughts? I think he means Heaney to Goldstein. No. So he's trading out Goldstein. No, no, that's what he's looking at doing, but I'm saying yeah. no. You don't want to go Heaney to Goldstein? No. Goldstein got 55 on the weekend, don't know. I still, I still like him. <laughs> I have to say that because I brought him no. in. No. No, don't talk yourself into the pick, Dano. I <laughs> honestly, and I'm not. I'm not saying this just because you traded him in. That's the oh, reason no, I why didn't I trade didn't... him in last week. I've actually got his hundreds of scores. It's just his. No, I know, I know, I know. I'm not just saying this because you have him. But Goldstein's the sort of guy that can miss the last month of the season because North Melbourne just say fuck it. Callum Coleman Jones has been rocking in the VFL and doing a decent job. I can see Goldstein either not playing or just playing in the VFL for the last three or four weeks of the season. Please don't. And it will just completely derail someone's season if you bring him in. Um, Pantelis, you are average 1,030th. Do not touch Todd Goldstein. (laughs) Don't do it. Trust me. I thought you could say dog. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you'll be calling him a dog once he gets dropped. Yeah, Yeah. look, did he mention how many trades he has? No. No, he hasn't. He just Okay, so obviously he's got enough trades to be looking at a trade like that. Ranked 1K overall, I'm looking at uh, Pantelis' team right now. Heaney is the obvious weak link. Um, I wouldn't be looking at any rucks, even though... Oh, actually, yeah, no, I wouldn't be looking at any rucks because he's got Cameron and English and Teagle. English, hopefully back. Look, I think one of the guys that we mentioned are a great option, Dano. Um, I don't think he'll be able to get to Libba. That's probably a little bit too expensive. Um, who else doesn't he have? So he's got Bontempelli, Will Brody, Josh Dunkley, Luke Parker, Isaac Heaney, as well as Tim English returning. So you, are you thinking Taranto? I mean, he's got enough for Goldstein. Is at what, 5.30? So he's obviously got a little bit of money to play with. Yeah, we'll just say no to Goldstein and work it out. <laughs> Chuck us in his yeah, box. Not, I'd be, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to help out privately, Pantelis, if you want. Yeah, I wouldn't be looking at Goldstein, though. There's better options. Even even if you can get to a, a, a Sean Darcy, um, he doesn't have Sean Darcy. 
So if you can turn him into Sean Darcy Pantelis, I, I think that's a really good trade. I'm using DPP. He's got Darcy Cameron in the rucks. So oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. can be easily be some DPP action there. Oh, and you could probably also swap your players around as well. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, no, <laughs> no way to Dodd Goldstein. Yep, okay. Tate said, what do I do when I have nothing to do? Cross my fingers and hope it stays that way, I guess. I think Tate's run out of trades. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, good luck. Sit and pray, Tate. Um, pray to whoever you believe in. Pray to the super coach gods because you're going to fucking need it. Um, Jesus good Christ. Good luck. Good luck, oh, Tate. Fucking hell. Did we get any um, questions on the Twitters? I think we only got the one and I think I answered it. <laughs> yeah, but we'll address it anyway because it's our, our good friend. Yeah, so we got Nathan Scobie Scoble. Scobie Bryant on Twitter has said, short plus rookie to Dawson and rookie leaving two trades left for injuries. Full primo. What? <laughs> oh, so he's trading short and a rookie to Dawson and a rookie, leaving himself only having two trades left. Okay. I, I like Dawson a lot, but the two trades left scares me a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm in a similar position, except I've already got Dawson. I also have four trades left. And, I mean, I guess I could turn short and a Jacob Ware into a Jack Sinclair and a rookie. I'm yeah. going to hold the trades, though. Um, Something's going to happen. Think, yeah. like Just think of that week where we lost both of our rucks, Dano. Yeah. Tim English went down, Braden Proust went down, and Zach Butters went down in the same week. Yeah. There's seven weeks to go. It's going to happen. And there's still yeah, getting COVID just, protocol shit, too. Yes, and some of them we aren't finding out until teams come out on a Thursday. Yeah. So I just think it's way too risky. Hold your trades. Even, like, you might have a late out during Supercoach Finals. It might be Rory Laird, who hasn't traded for two weeks. He has been a, a risk of a late out the last two weeks, but over, scored 280 in those two weeks. Um, you know, maybe maybe by round 22, that's a late out for Rory Laird and you just flick him off to Sam Walsh or, or someone else. I, I just think you need the trades. Um yeah. If we're getting into round 20 and, you know, you, you haven't used any trades and, and you can look at Jaden Short as an upgrade if he hasn't moved back into the into the back line, um, I like that. But I, I'm holding my four trades. I, it's risky, I know, but you, you just, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. He also said, PS, why is Dimmer on O'Halloran level of flogness and not just playing short off halfback? <laughs> well, the thing is, Scobie. Since moving Jane Short into the midfield, Richmond have played really well. We've had two really close losses and we have won every other game we played. And Liam Baker has been really good off halfback. Um, Nick Floston is smashing it. I mean, Nick Floston missing a week. Hopefully, Jaden Short goes plays defense for a week and just absolutely sluts it up and stays there. Yeah, hope so. Hopefully. Um, but, I mean, the way the way Dan Rioli played on the weekend, Dano, the way Ralph Smith played, um, he faded late, but that first half was unbelievable from Ralph Smith. I just, I can't see it happening, don't I? Yeah. Anyway, we'll go into a VC and C option. So we're not called the Super Coach Co-Captains for nothing. Every week, we give you guys VC and C options to set your team apart from the rest. So, round 17, Pato, Thursday night football. We've got the Geelong Cats in second. What? Versus the Melbourne Demons in first at GMH for ABC to EFG Stadium. Who you got? Having a quick I don't like any VC from this game, Dano. Ooh, not even. I, I can't trust. Someone. Yeah, I can't trust anyone playing in Geelong. Not even when against the last three times that Clayton Oliver's played, his lowest score has been 111 against Geelong. Yeah, okay, and he averages 142 at in Geelong. So yeah, I take I take that back. I retract that. 
Um, <laughs> can we edit that part out, Dano? No, fuck it. Keep it in there. Um, Keep it in there. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, Clayton Oliver. It's hard not to VC a guy that averaged, uh, that scored 176 last week, so I guess I guess you'll <laughs> do that. Say, it's hard not to VC a bloke that's 711,000 in Supercoach. With a break-even of 95. Jesus. Anyone, anyone else you like, or are you just going to bank it? Bank it on the Oliver. You know what? They could even throw a Mark O'Connor onto Oliver this weekend. Oh, but with the VC, it, it won't matter too much. You can just go somewhere else. Yeah, I think um, yeah maybe a Petrarca. Yeah. I don't know what his history is against nah. Geelong, but I know he does love playing the good teams. He's up and down, um, but as Petrarca is, 85, 146, 89 are his last three. Yeah, yeah. so maybe not. Not screaming out VC. Yeah, Oliver's lowest. Lowest is 111. <laughs> Yeah, Oliver's the one. Yeah, uh, well, we're VC'd Oliver, just like last week. And we said, just bank on the VC of Oliver. And he had one of his lowest scoring games. <laughs> and it was still like 175. Yeah, pretty nuts. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, Friday. Sydney Swans versus Western Bulldogs. Eighth versus tenth at the SCG. Paddo, who you want in this one? Bonton Pally. You, you're with the Bond? Yeah, I um, think so. Sydney do like a hard tag. Actually, well, Tim English is probably the one, don't know. Well, these are Bont's last few. His last game at the SCG was actually 166. Um, 108 was his last one against the Swans, then 114 previously. But yeah, his last game at the SCG, 166. So don't mind it. How about 152, 126, and 145 in his last three against Sydney? Is that English? It is. If he plays. If he plays. you got to remember, Dono, Tim English wasn't rucking in those scores. Yeah, that's true. You know who doesn't have a good, the greatest history against Sydney? McRae? Yeah, McRae, yeah. Doesn't like beasting against them. Yeah, I think they run with him a bit um, when they play, usually. 92 earlier in the, in the year. and So McRae's first five um, games this, this year, Dono, 133, 142, 92, 158, 153. And the 92 was against Sydney, so... I just think they've given him a bit of attention and let others do as they please. So I think English and Bontepelli are really good options in this one. Yeah. The, um, we'll look at some Swansies now. Callum Mills, he's got a 70, 127, and 112 the last three times he's played the Doggies. But the last time he played the Dogs at the SCG was 112. But it's not really screaming out to me, especially... He's had a down game last week too. You yeah, I don't know how he scraped to 80-odd, but anyway, let's not go into that. There's a bit of uh, Twitter noise on that. Oh, they reckon that uh, Supercoach, uh, the champion data have them in their Supercoach teams or something. Oh, it's just the classic old, oh, the scoring system sucks, blah, 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 because no one knows what it is. It's like, you really? Like it, fuck off and play, play something else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you don't like it, don't fucking play it. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. No one's holding a gun to your head. You want to play super coach because all your mates are. So just shut up and play it. Don't complain about the scoring. I actually, I'm gonna look at someone right here. Nah, he plays shit against the dogs. No, he plays shit against the dogs. It was Isaac Heaney. I just wanted to see what he scores. Gross. <laughs> just as a bit of a left fielder. Trade that fucker out. Don't you know? You anyway. know who likes the dogs? Jakey Lloyd. But that's oh yeah, the us. old Jake Lloyd. Twenty. The new Jake Lloyd sucks, mate. Round three this year, hundred and four points. <laughs> yeah, the old Jake Lloyd. Round three anyway, this year. That, anyway, Saturday afternoon. <laughs> don't like anyone else. You don't think the Budwa can absolutely go off the chain? How many people have? No, the let's Budwa? talk about Collingwood and North. One point two percent. No, one point two percent of teams have the Budwa. No, he fucking sucks against the dogs. Okay. <laughs> 
Try, trying to give some content here, Pato. And Saturday yeah. at one forty-five. Saturday at one forty-five. We have the blockbuster game. A dollar two favourites. Collingwood taking on fifteen-dollar outsiders. North Melbourne. Who you got in this one? Don't say Dacos. Collingwood should get the job done. You don't have anyone in this game that you like. Um, be a C job. Yeah, not really, to be honest. I'm a, I'm in a greens. I don't like anyone. Um, I mean, there's there's plenty of Cup Collingwood guys that could do well. Um. But none of them, I don't think you can trust with the C. So I think, you know, I think I'd be moving right on to the next game. You know what? Let's because we we got to discuss every game. Why don't we just do something different with this one? What the fuck did Collingwood do with Grundy? You I, I think they shop him? him, but I'm not sure yeah. there's much of a market for him. I reckon there could be. I reckon there could be. Who Port Adelaide? Nah, shop him off interstate. To who? Who's looking for a ruckman like that? Fuck it. It would not surprise me if the Giants went and traded fucking Pruce or Flynn or someone for him. There's no salary cap. Yeah, that's true. The Giants are already trying to find money for Hopper Green. Oh no, they already they're gonna have to cut one of Hopper Green. Exactly. Yeah. So they can't oh, bring man, in a one point two million guy. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Collingwood could pay part of the salary, but yeah, but they can't bring in an eight hundred k guy. That's that's Hopper money. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, just tried to fill in some content there for you listeners, but Pato's fucking angry. Mate, Bri- uh, Brisbane's probably the one. What about a Sydney? They don't have the money. They're they're throwing their money at Dusty. Yeah, I don't like that. Anyway, we'll move on. Go to the Suns versus. Talking to a Richmond fan, saying you don't like that. You don't like that. (laughs) Oh, Dusty can move on. It's just I don't. Yeah. Anyway, see how he fits into Sydney. Um. Well, he fits into the bathrooms in Sydney, don't (laughs) he? With Buddy. Hey. Anyway, speaking of uh, going up on the Goldie, Gold Coast Suns versus Richmond at Metricon Stadium. Can anyone keep up? What What is Took's history? Oh, sorry, Took. What is Took's history? Versus very juicy Took. against Richmond. It is very juicy. It, oh, two of his last three games have been very juicy. But in form, Took Miller, so 2020 onwards, um, 153 and 124. Pretty solid. Yeah, I'll be struggling not to captain Took in this game. We, Richmond have no one that can go with him. I don't know how close Prestia is. I can't see him playing. Um, Dusty's obviously been ruled out. I don't even know about Cochin. I don't know where he's at. But with Richmond's midfield, the way it's looking, I mean, Gold Coast could even win this game, Dana. I'm not even kidding. Um, anyone that saw the, the West Coast-Richmond game yesterday, which probably not many people unless you're a Richmond or West Coast fan, um, West Coast midfield absolutely destroyed us and they're an okay midfield but Gold Coast are a good midfield and I think two could go 180 this game you reckon Raul might actually Raul, what the fuck's going on with Raul this past month man can, he's actually decided he wants to play football yeah this is the cash cow we thought he was at the start of the year yeah fucking asshole. <laughs> is he going to suck you in next year no no I said the same this year and I got sucked in by that <laughs> I got sucked in odd too. Pre-season. <laughs> round 12, 125, 123, 82, 113. How good would that have been over the buys, Dono? Oh, how could it have been at the start of the fucking year? Him and Dacos over the buys. He did get 157, then a 71, then a 103, but then he went 65, 64, 103, 99, 88, 78, 39, 72. Fucking asshole. Fuck you, Matt Rail. Fuck you, Matt Rail. Yeah. <laughs> I'll move on to the next game. St. Kilda versus Fremantle, aka Flagmantle. We've got a $1.92 split here, Pato. Gamble responsibly. But who you got in the game? Yeah, interesting game here. Um, I don't mind a Jack Steele. Yeah, Jack Steele's your safe bet. 
Like then, yeah. What does he add? Freo kind of let midfielders do what they want. What does steal? What steals last three? Oh, oh, okay. 111, 129, 87. And I think there'll be plenty of contested ball on offer in this game, don't I? Yeah, I'll tell you who's looking um, juicy for next season. Fucking Nat Fife. <laughs> Rowan Marshall? You Does he go good against Sean Darcy? Oh, but Ryan no. is back. No, we're talking about next year, aren't we? Oh, next year. Yeah, yeah. No, Nat Fife will be juicy next year. He's played three games for an 83, a 41, and an 84. He'll be a forward next year as well. <sighs> How good. Juicy AF. Juicy, juicy. Now, who else you got? What about Brayshaw? We always fucking float. What about Brody? No, not as a captain. Remember, I think the last time you said that, he went like 150. Yeah, please do that, Brody. Please. Yeah, Brayshaw's last five have been 100, 113, 135, 87, 134. Yeah, Brayshaw's brilliant. I love Brayshaw. And the last game he played against the Saints, he got 189, which was round two this year. Could be a a little cheeky cheeky right there. Breaking down those numbers, Pato. Mm. If you own him, hopefully you don't have to use your C because Oliver fucking goes off the chain. Um, we'll yeah, we could be wasting game. our time. <laughs> <laughs> Go on to the next game, Port Adelaide versus the Giants. Ooh, an Adelaide Oval. An Adelaide Oval. Tell you what, what's Josh Kelly like at Adelaide Oval? Port Adelaide are kind of weird against contested midfielders. They don't tend to do too well. Kelly's last two against Port are 94 and 92. Yeah, but at Adelaide Oval, 130. There you go. And this is the game he pulls his hammy in, so no. Oh, fuck. Don't say Please, that. Please, no. I'm an owner. Please don't say that. Who did I jinx? I jinxed someone last week and they ended up getting injured. I can't remember. Yeah, but no. I'd love to know what Lockie Whitfields is. Just just, just because we're going to discuss shit. No, halfbacks do really shit against Port, so don't be looking at Whitfield. I just want to see. I just want to see. I just want to see... 87, 111, 90. Yeah, that's fair. The other one is, is Boak back? Cogs? Yeah, Boak's back. Boak's back. I reckon he'd go all right against the Giants. Nah, he's pretty shit. Ugh. Is it an Ollie Wines? Nah. Nah. Oh, fucking look. Cogs. I'm, just, I'm just looking at, nah, even fucking Ollie Wines' is history is shit. Fucking hell. What about, who goes good? What about Bruce? If you fucking plays... Is he'll come in. Oh, fuck. Cogs, actually. No, good shout. Um, 97 at Metricon. Then it was 143 at Adelaide Oval, but that was in 2018. And then the last time he played them before that was 2016. So we're looking at prime Cogs back then. But still, he's he's he needs an, another 100 plus to get 500 pluses in a row. 174, 113, 109, 105. You'll get 100 plus, but I'm not sure how big you'll go. Yeah. No one from else from Port? Not really? No. No. They're um, not a super coach relevant team. Sunday. This one's juicy. Brisbane yes. versus Essendon. Oh. Yes. Lockety lock? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh yes. my god. 2022 yes. round two, 198. Then 2021, 157. Then 2020, 157. Holy shit. Yes. It's an, an Oliver and fucking Lockie Neal VCC combo yes. this week. Guaranteed. Lock it yes. in. Seal of approval, Pato? Yes. I, 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 that's the sound yes. Pato makes when he's getting absolutely nailed by his missus. And he's just like, 
Yes. 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 <laughs> Shit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Next game. Next game. Yeah, no, nah, we don't even have to discuss shit further in that one. Fucking Parish, who gives a shit? Hawthorne, but do we have to discuss the rest of them? Or maybe Carlton? No. No? No, we'll, oh, we'll do yeah. it anyway. Hawthorne versus Adelaide. Who you got? Jordan Dawson. You like him? Uh, yeah, Dawson. Yeah, Led. Um, Dawson at Marvel. I yes. wonder what his record is at Marvel. Um, seems to be a, an indoorsy sort of guy. Um, yes. At venue. Yes. Marvel. 94, <laughs> so it's not huge. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, doesn't have the best record against Hawthorne, but... Oh, baby. <laughs> is that a different club now, so... Uh, old school Tom Mitchell? Nah. No. Unless it's pissing down again. What's the weather like? At Marvel, pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty dry, it's I think. Air, air conditioners. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know, I haven't been for a while. Richmond don't play at Marvel. They could turn the sprinklers on. Oh, we got a home game there in a couple of weeks, Dana. I'm not keen. We'll Ima- probably lose ima- it. Imagine if Hawthorne were like, yo, you want Tommy to actually fucking play good, put the sprinklers on. <laughs> Soak the fucking deck. Rory Laird might be an interesting option against Hawthorne. Yes. Okay, moving on. <laughs> 178 in his last game against Hawthorne, just saying. Yep, cool. Yes. Okay. That was at Marvel too. West Coast versus Carlton at Optus Stadium. This is a danger game, Pato. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, West West Coast looked pretty good um, the last couple of weeks, to be honest. Um, Paddy Cripps has a really good record in Perth, um, but I'm not sure you can trust Paddy Cripps as a captain. I don't know. I reckon people will trade him out and he'll come good. And he well, yeah, just like with the front of his home in front of his home. Although, actually... He has a terrible record against West Coast. <laughs> yeah, but he averages 118 at Optus Stadium. Yeah, but these are his last three games. 81, which was SCG, yeah. 93, which was Optus. And then 78 versus uh, Marvel. That's a terrible yes, last but three who, round average. But who's retired since then, those games, don't know? His demons? <laughs> Hutchings? <laughs> yeah, um, and whoever else they used to take? Sam Walsh. What's he like? He yeah, Walsh right. is a good good show. Yeah. Sammy Walsh. Nick I'd like Nat? What, I'd like to know what halfbacks. Oh, Nick Nat. Oh. oh, yeah. So Sam Walsh is 124, 114, 113 across three years. Um, Nick Nat against De Koning, who people were saying he was having like a Nick Nat-esque fucking game. Fucking no, that's Kane game. Corns being a fuckwit. He's not an 800k <laughs> Ruckman. There's no way. He's fucking shit. I think Who, Horns, yeah, he is. Oh, no, no, anyway. Against Carlton, Nick Nat goes 121, 129, 103. So, yeah, not bad, not bad. Good size, good size. Who? Oh, I want to know how Doherty scores against... Now, it's been a ballsy fucking move, considering that you've got fucking Lockie Neal and you've got fucking Clayton Oliver as your two Lockety locks. Nah, he's fucking... And Rory Laird and Tuke Miller. Yeah. Nah, I don't like I think they're your else. options. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be, put it this way, the total points, total points in the AFL right now, in Supercoach right now, the top two are who your VC and C are in that order. Clayton Oliver, number one, Lockie Neal, number two. VC and yeah. C in that order. Lock it in, throw away the key. It's done. And it's going to be boring as fuck because everyone else is going to be doing the same thing. But usually we say we do this to set 
your team apart from the rest, but this week I think we've got the exception that you have to do it. There's too many points at stake. Just like last week with Oliver Dano. I mean, oh, yeah. he was probably never going to score 200, but the guy was on like 110 at halftime, wasn't he? Something ridiculous. 103, I think. Yeah, like yeah, he was on track and he got a little bit more attention in the second half, but still got to 176. Yeah, you got, you got to do it. But the, sometimes the, the matchup yeah. is just too good. Yeah, and this week it is too good. It is way too good for both teams. Tell you what, we forgot to mention someone, sorry, in the Sunday Arvo game. Ooh. That's Sicily against the Crows. Yeah, but he's not going to be fucking busting out a 190 or anything like that. Or actually, last time... Oh, no. I remember you saying something like that this year, and then he fucking had that massive game. Yeah, I probably just, just talked him into just, it. I think just I just talked him into it. Putting it out there. What's his history like? Uh, against Adelaide. Yeah. 100, 115, 93. Yeah, I don't love it. And that was before he was a super coach relevant player, so... He's always been super coach relevant. No, he hasn't. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Just not as much as he is now in such a high-scoring fucking year. Especially among defenders. Holy shit. Yeah, well, Hawthorne used to be shit, so they ball didn't spend as much time down there. Yeah. Anyway, you got anything else you want to say, Pato? No. No? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's your Twitter handle, bitch? At P-A-T-T-O-S-Triple-C. Mine is at D A N E O S Triple C. Should we should we send out fucking Nathan Scoble's Twitter because he's fucking absolutely on heat at the moment. Yeah, wow. Scoby Bryant, go go send him some love mail. Uh, isn't it like a few numbers in there? <laughs> oh, they'll find him. It's Jack Ginnivan as as a profile pic. Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna look this shit up because I I got Scoby Bryant thirty six. There you go. Yep. With Lord Ginnivan as his as his picture. <laughs> anyway, from us at the Supercoach co-captains, I'm Dano. And I'm Pato. And this is us signing... The fuck off. And fuck off, Geelong. We hope you lose, you motherfuckers.